This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Ex Machina. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the incandescent, color-shifting, candescent, candle box, badass machine of night and sound, Justin Waddell. How's it going, sir? Man, it's going okay. Can't believe we're about to drop another fire podcast in the month of January. As I, what do you think? It's pretty good. Do you think we'll do one more AI-themed movie or what? No. You're not, we're not going to do another one? No. What would we do? Transcendence? Somebody told me, I think it was Rob, shout out to Rob, uh, I think who had mentioned we should do Westworld, the original. Oh, I don't know if I've ever seen it. What Yul, do you call the opposite of a classic? Yul Brenner and Richard, Richard, Benji. Richard Benjamin. Doesn't he get killed in it, Benjamin? I mean, let's not ruin it for the people that are so excited. What about Future World? Wasn't that the sequel? Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that one? No. Maybe that'd be a good one to do. I think Michael Crichton did it, right? Did he write it? Is it a based on a book or is it a screen, just a screenplay he wrote? I don't remember. He, did he direct it too? Oh shit, maybe he did direct it. I'm not he sure. He directed that or The Great Train Robbery. I think he did one of those too. I know a couple of things about Michael Crichton. Well, he, Let's R- hear it. R.I.P. There's one thing that we always have to mention. He's tall? Yeah. Super tall, but he also did... Uh, wrote Disclosure. Yeah, of course. And he wrote um, The Andromeda Strain. I mean, yes, uh, thank you. And he wrote Rising Sun. Uh-huh. Pirate Latitudes? Yeah, you ain't kidding. Wrote Jurassic Park. Micro? And Lost World. Next? I think that's all I know. Sphere? He did do Sphere. Yeah, I always, he, I always thought, like, I thought Rising Sun was trash. I thought Disclosure was trash. He was Airframe? Kind of... <sighs> timeline? <laughs> he did do Timeline. He's a prolific tall drink of water, that guy. But yeah, you know, interesting. I didn't know he was a director. He tried. Well, he tried. He tried. Yeah. He would have loved the movie we're doing today, but we'll worry about that later. My son was eating Cheetos in the car earlier, and I, I was thinking, what a perfect chip Cheetos is. What an underrated. Looks like is it an a chip. Are you calling it a chip? It's got to be right. It's a chip. No. Remember? What is it? It's a, it's a puff. <laughs> it's definitely a chip, I'd say. But it looks like an asteroid. It's like you're eating asteroids. You know. I feel like it's kind of underrated. Like people don't talk about its uniqueness enough. You I think, don't think they they do. You're right. I don't think we pay enough respect to the Cheeto. And I'm not kidding. I mean, it's a fun sh- it's a fun shaped kind of uniquely odd thing that people consume. You should be a YouTuber. Yeah, that's on YouTubeish. 
I don't mean to be that bad, but I just was, I was kind of, I just never paid a mind to Cheetos. And then I was like, wow, that's a, such a weird looking thing. No two are ever the same, right? It's like a snowflake. Zoom in. You can cut all this out. The official snack of the philanderer. <laughs> yeah, and especially the flaming hot ones, right? The flaming oh hot. Oh my god! Yeah. Hey, little, who you do is who you do. Dude. A little extra Screw spicy. You. A little extra spicy. Yeah. What's going on in your neck of the woods? Just priming the pump for tomorrow. What's that mean? It's a new day. I'm just priming the pump for it. You know, gotta. You're anticipating. Psyched it? up. Get psyched up. Get all fucking ramrod stiff in the back. Ripped and ready. Get all in there. Spent a weekend with the boys. It was delightful. Yeah, making music, right? Sweet music. Sweet music. What stuff. did you do in the downtime whenever you guys aren't? Well, music? there was always. I mean, there was a few moments where we would. Obviously, we had meals, mm-hmm. and we took a few. We took a fire pit break with a cigar and cocktail and conversation and stuff like that. But honestly. It's worked out so that, you know, there was five of us this time and John and I do all the cooking. Right. So when John was cooking, I was running point on the music. And when I was cooking, John was. So there was always some activity going. Mm-hmm. And we did 18 songs in like 48 hours. So, I mean, it's there's not a lot of downtime. What kind of food were you guys eating there? It's we've This is the same menu as we'd had last time. John did a pulled pork kind of thing the first night with this really good kale and tomato kind of side dish yeah uh, i made french toast in the morning and then i made my fifth horseman which is like my my version of a chicken parm with a lot of extra stuff when we had tacos made out of the pulled pork for lunch and then uh, john you know he made breakfast the last on sunday we were in we were out magic but I, i'm i'm really excited about it and i will debut stuff on on the end of this show once we're done because uh it's there's some really really good stuff congratulations that's awesome glad it was a productive cool. weekend what about you? What's going on? What's going in? Nothing much. Can't think of what I've been doing. You know, working mostly. Gonna hit like a take the family to play a pinball this weekend because like a pinball like arcade uh, type place. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. You've been there, and uh, yeah, and... the accused theme park. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna do that. But I, I can't think of anything that exciting happening. I've been watching some TV. I watched all of Avenue Five. Of course. What else did I watch? I watched another series as well. Finished it, but I, I don't know if I've got it in me to, to really get all into The Last of Us after watching the first two. You like it? I like it fine. I just don't know how I got the endurance for the whole thing. Okay, I think it's pretty good so far. Like I like I said before, I'm a huge fan of the game. Uh, the show that does a pretty good job of aping the game, not changing much so far. I don't think. I hope it veers off from kind of Walking Dead style oh. human interpersonal struggles and whatnot. And a little bit less of the tough guy talk. It won't. I mean, I think that's a big part of the game. I think the the thing they have to get the most right is the relationship between Ellie and Joel. And they have to get Ellie right. And I, they, I think Bella Ramsey, the actress they cast, just does a really good job, actually. She's probably okay. the best part of the show. I don't know. It's gonna that's, The whole show is going to be about their basically uh, their relationship between those two I, I i think it's okay so far i think it's pretty good first episode was solid second mm-hmm. one i did not like that much but i understand why people love it and i certainly don't they tweaked the zombies for the show and i'm not sure i love the change i don't think they needed to make that change they keep talking about why they had to make it which is they're all hooked into some kind of network through fungus i don't think they needed to do that i don't think anybody cares well we've seen it done right what do you mean the happening yeah 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 so but yeah i'm hooked i'll I'll be watching that every sunday night for sure 
And that's a movie that we did on our show. We movie did. Movie Microscope. Oh, man, you're right. We did. And for those new to the fold, some of those new listeners that have come in through all the marketing and all that, hey, welcome aboard. This is a show where we zoom in. We work our knees into a centrifuge and then get uppity. We get all the toxins into a room so they can bone. We lick the toppings off earth and moon. We retrieve a sticker from the abdomen. Pull the plug on the shame machine. We spin like a record and spin like dialect. Put all the world's prayers in a wicker box. Monkey around at the corner store. Touch a centipede until it come. Watch a movie through a set of distressed, weakened, patina-encrusted eyes that have been transformed through the ritual of birth and the ritual of death. Coming out, trimester-laden. Scrimshaw a movie through that thing and pull out. See what makes or breaks. Share with the likes of you, the listener. So if we're talking about her alibi. We didn't talk about the scene where Poroskova pulls back Tom Selleck's mustache to reveal the rest of his body is just a giant craft the mustache has been driving. Talk about the little moments. And there's a ton in today's film, X Machina, Justin. That's right, X Machina. Her alibi, huh? Paulina Porskova, a bit of a Twitter presence. Have you have you do you follow her on Twitter or social media? Team Okasic. Oh man, definitely Team Paula for me. Well, I mean, as far as good looking, obviously it's no doubt he was the one. <laughs> Look like Ichabod Crane's skeleton got hate fucked by Tim Burton. R.I.P. Rick Ocasek, by the way, no longer on the earth. I love him. Oh, I know he's. I think he was kind of a douche, but what a great band the Cars were. Yeah, and um, she's kind of into anti-ageist stuff. You know, she's always kind of posting natural pictures of her. She's a beautiful woman, though. So, what's that old cocksucker posting about? Anyway, so I think she's kind of cool, dude. She's great. She's actually great. Yeah. And she's, I've seen in interviews, she's always been really perky and fun and, and interesting and surprising. Yeah. Definitely not the uh, model of what a model would be as, yeah. as, a, as, a, as a personality. People, she, of course, she's always takes on trolls. That's her thing. These trolls are always like, you look old, you know, things like that. And she's like, fuck off. So she doesn't like John Carl Buechler? <laughs> Man, trolls, huh? We need to get some trolls in the movie microscope, man. I don't think no, we have we enough listeners not. for trolls. You we know. are in that sweet spot of having people that actually like the show that are very quiet about it and people right. that don't know the show exists. And then no, I, 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 can, I can handle a troll. I think I could, you know, you guys fucking suck every week, pieces of shit. I hate you. You know, Cheetos suck. Nick's jokes <laughs> are lame. A, things like I've that. had a lifetime of trolls in, <laughs> and I really can't. You really have, yeah. I, I never can't mind. even. Never mind. Can't even. We should just troll our own listeners. That's what we should do. We should turn the table. We do. Early. It's called releasing an episode. <laughs> <laughs> are you? What more can we do to? Are damage you kidding me? You didn't people? hear? I didn't. I didn't tell you. Hmm. Oscar noms came out, and um, I think we got. I'm not sure, but I think we might have got nominated. Is there an Oscar? Is there a podcast category for the Oscars? No, but Damn there's it. gonna be. Soon, well, we should. Sure. I think. What do you think? Do we have a shot? I mean, no. What we we would be beat by anything. Yeah. But we would probably be beaten by an anything that actually provides less about movies than we do. Well, I don't. That's what that. terrifies me. Well, so you know, the, the big controversy around the Oscars right now—it's a weird controversy—is that Andrea Riseborough was in this movie called Two Leslie. Apparently, she gave an incredible performance, but it's a movie nobody saw, and there was some weird campaign like at the end. Like all these actors are saying how great she is, she ended up getting nominated, and um, like no one saw the movie. And then she kind of took the place of like some favorites, like Viola Davis, 
and another actress. Um, you know, so there, there's a little bit of that going around. I wonder if, you know, we could get that kind of word of mouth. If there is a podcast category, we get maybe rely on some people for some word of mouth. Get us in there, you know, get us the nom. Could the Oscars be less relevant? <laughs> They're pretty bad. Did you see the Razzies came out yesterday and they nominated the little girl from Firestarter. The poor little... I saw, like, I saw that. I also saw something where they created a new category or something. They did. Just as a chance to troll somebody. That The Razzies have always been one. Like, How the do they exist? I mean, they, why do they exist? Because they are, they've always been horrible and shit. Um, obviously, the people behind them are terrible people. So, like, why are they still around? Like, I don't Justin, understand. I'd like to introduce you to humanity. <laughs> well, I mean... And, does it make money? Like how how are they around? Like how's it? What's I don't know much about the Razzies organization. Does it, is it just a bunch of, of idiots that try to be funny every year? Like what what is the what are the credentials? I hope they're not trying to be funny. I mean, I think they are trying to be funny a little bit, but that sucks that they nominated that little girl. I mean, I agree with everybody that's mad about that. Did she suck? Yeah, she was awful. But no, I'm just kidding. I didn't see the movie. It doesn't matter so... if she sucks. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to do the new Firestarter. We had a we had a tough time getting through the original Firestarter. Uh, hush your mouth. The movie was a blast. You you loved it. I had a, I had a fun time with that. You one. just liked it because George C. Scott cried, chopped that guy, a dent in that guy's face. <laughs> that didn't hurt. I'll be honest. <laughs> Did not hurt. Remember they cast honestly, him. They cast him as a Native American man, George C. Scott. <laughs> And his one, his one thing that he tried to, they gave him a fake ponytail. Well, I mean, I think maybe the producers thought his name was an Indian name. Like you see, like walks with bears, George C. Scott, you know, maybe they thought that was just his native American nomenclature. (laughs) Oh shit. This is famous Campbell Scott father, George C. Scott, not the Indian known as George C. Scott. Do you really think that we should do that new one? Zach, Zach Efron in there. I absolutely think we need to. Stepping into the. David Keith role is it David Keith? Of course. Yeah. Didn't they do a TV show of it as well, or a made? There's some other Firestarter thing. Right? I think you might be right. I think they might have had a TV version. You can't tell that story enough, in my opinion. Firestarter. <laughs> was it I hope John they do Rain- it again. What's his name? John Rainwater. I mean, of course. Character. Yeah, of course it was. I, I like. I would love to see just that'd be great. Every couple of years, they announce yeah, Firestarter again, then do like the stage of the musical play. Musical Every play. leap year, there should be a Firestarter movie. Until humanity is a puddle of shit in the mist. I mean, it's just it's such it's such oh. a great story to story to mine. There's so much to it, you know. It's probably a campaign being put on by Big Barn, just trying to keep oh. keep it going, keep the filming locations going. I didn't know if it, you know Drew Barrymore has her own talk show, and she always reunites uh, people from her past movies. Like she had um, the cast of E.T. Weinstein. She had like Jimmy Fallon from, I think she had like a bunch of people like the Charlie's angels, uh, ladies. I don't know if she's ever had Keith David on there or I'm sorry, David Keith on there. I would love to think that she would. I don't know if he's still available. I know he's alive, but I don't know if he's still killing it. He's out there. Love you, me. David. Remember your, your zoom on him was that, that he should have been in more stuff. It's a big zoom. Also top six chin in Hollywood history. I'd say that's a bold statement. He's 68 years young, by the way. How's his COVID? I wonder. Um, let's see what he's doing. Mrs. Keith, hopefully. <laughs> he's got three upcoming. That means he a steel working bro. Let me tell the story about my plane ride the other day. I would I just to say this. He's got a movie coming out called I'll Be Watching. 
Might I zoom in? It's not a, a. It's an indictment of the list of the viewer. I won't be. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. You're playing right. So last Friday, I, I took the red eye to get home to mm-hmm. get my work done, and so I could leave for the lake. And I had to connect from Phoenix in Detroit at five in the morning. I landed at like four forty-five in the morning, and then I got on a plane. And I was sitting there waiting. I was a little delirious because it was a weird hour, and I'd had I'd had a long week of meetings and other stuff and all that and a guy walks by and said god damn that looks like danny glover a, you a guy walked by and said that no i said that oh you myself, said that. okay in my in my inner monologue and danny glover is one of the actors i never interacted with in my film days so you know but it was it was it was almost definitely danny glover so um i'm lucky in that i get upgraded to comfort plus a lot every once in a while first i actually got to fly first class on the way to detroit yeah. But on this flight, I was in coach, and I was in the coach of all coach. So I was like, well, when I go through the plane, I'm going to check the first class and see if Danny Glover, if that it truly was him. And to my chagrin, go through first class, uh-uh. Nope. Not, not a lick. Go through Comfort Plus, uh-uh. Not a lick. I go to my seat, and who's sitting next to me? But Daniel Glover. I can't believe he's sitting next to you. What a what a lot of Danny work. Glover to sleep with anger was with me. And did you flip out? Did you start shaking? No, I was thrilled. I mean, he was. You know, I I had to get he had to get out of his seat to make room for me to squeeze in. Mm-hmm. So instantly, Danny Glover was in it was putty in my hands. I was commanding him to stand and to negotiate his body so I could go past him. Yeah, he's reacting like created, reacting to your presence. We created a dynamic that I really got off on. So I sat down, pleasantries and whatnot, you know, retreated back into our own existences. But we had a little bit of chit-chat over the flight. Um, you talked uh, to him. Pe- people, yeah, people started to bother him once. They, like one of the uh, flight attendants was went over and said a very nice, pretty long-winded thing about how important he was to her and how much she loved his work and this and that. It was very nice, except it was also a lot. And then it, it kind of clued everybody else in to the fact he was there. Right. So he was getting bothered a little bit. So he ended up putting up his, on his headphones and watching ESPN and stuff. But it's just so awesome. I mean, he's in his, you know, he's in his, his late seventies, I believe. I know he's got a bunch of stuff still coming out. But it was nice. He seemed like such a regular dude, very nice. And I offered to, to give him my seat on the window to give him more privacy, yeah. which I thought was big of me. And I just wanted to see him walk past me again. But no. He, uh, he's like his knees. He says his knees can't handle being cramped up. So, but it was very cool, very nice to see him. I hope the best for him. And uh, I wish I'd interviewed him in the past because it would have been a, a way to kind of break the ice. But instead, I just said, "Look, did Busey die in Predator too? I couldn't tell." <laughs> you should have said, "Hey, man, I loved you as Loomis and Iceman." With that, this movie microscope zoomed in on. Don't you worry. And we love the scene when Timothy Hutton celebrates as the caveman plummets to his death. It's like, what was it like to get grain killed in witness? But it was, it, it was. I was panicking because I'm sitting yeah. there by the window, looking out, hoping the wing doesn't fall. I'm like, there's no way I don't die, you know? Because there's nothing more terrifying than being in a plane wreck with a famous person, you know? Because right. then it becomes known as that Danny Glover tragedy, right? You know, actor Danny Glover passed away alongside. No a one. Huge piece of shit. So no, they would they it. would recognize you. They'd be like the co-host of the movie microscope podcast died. Better yet, we crash in the Andes and I'm eating pieces of his frozen ass to to live. 
pulling a Vincent Spano on this chick. <laughs> anyway, what's your relationship with Ex Machina, sir? Well, that's a movie I quite liked when I saw it. I think I've seen it tw- three times now. I think I saw it twice, uh, and this is maybe the third time I saw it. But I really liked it when it came out. I'm a big fan of Alex Garland, who started his career out as a novelist and now is a writer-director. This guy is all over the place now, producing, I guess, very small movies that get modest box office. But I think he's. I think his stuff is great. I like pretty much everything he's done. I love the book of the beach. I didn't like the movie that much, but I like the book. Anyway, this is a great movie, I think. What about you? I was very excited about the movie. I loved most of what he had done as a screenwriter. 28 Days Later, Sunshine. Dread? Yeah. They said he actually directed it. And then, obviously, he's also since done Annihilation and Men, which I'm starting to watch right now, actually. Yeah. What, is Men streaming anywhere? I want to watch that. Yeah, it's on, it's on Showtime. Shit, i got to subscribe to Showtime, I guess. My cat is... Desperately trying to get up here. I loved the movie. Love, love, love. I thought it was probably my favorite movie of that year. Mm-hmm. I've probably seen it ten times. Oh, my God. Yeah, I really love that movie. You're talking about Ex Machina you saw ten times? Yep. I saw it in the theater at least twice, and I bought it instantly on physical and digital media, and I just absolutely love it. I don't. I kind of put it on sometimes because yeah. it's so – there's no bombastic music. It's very peaceful, and the music's very gentle. It's a good background movie. And then every once in a while you look up and you see Oscar Isaac dancing or something. How can you lose? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a, it's a very happy movie. Very cheerful. You know what's funny? This viewing, it felt smaller than it's ever felt on this viewing. Probably because I was zooming in, you know? I know, yeah. Did you did you ever see Devs, the, the miniseries he did? I actually uh, am going to watch it now. And it's very much, like, it feels very much a part of this world. Yeah. It's, it's, in, it's on Hulu, Devs. But it wasn't canceled, right? It was just a miniseries? I think he. I think it's just a one and done. It's a very strange, pretty cool show, I think. Well, I, but, I, I have every intention on watching the living fuck out of that show. And it stars the... the exactly that, why I want to watch that show. You like her. I love her. She's amazing. Sonoya Mizuno. Is that how you say her name? Probably, I'm, I don't I'm know. Sure I, I don't even know if she has a, a voice. I know she's a dancer and a model and all that kind of stuff. She's the lead in that show. I know. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. But yeah, that's a it's a very weird kind of cool show. I, I, I probably would watch that one again, actually. Nick Offerman in there? I won't, I won't spoil it. Why does he have to show up and stuff? Because he's good. Oh. He's funny. I heard and Rick and Morty great. guy got busted, huh? Yeah, I never watched that show. Justin, Ro- is his name Royland or something? I, is something, like, I don't know. Yeah, he's I a... Because it, it looks stupid to He's me. a huge piece of shit, apparently. Like, uh, really, <laughs> really disgusting human being. Super successful, of course, and now he is not. So maybe he might be going to jail, which would be good. He sucks. But yeah, they, do you see the Adult Swim who produces that? Rick and Morty said, "We've severed our I, relationship with him. We're going to continue the show without him." But he is the show, I believe. He, he does all two of the main voices, right? So I imagine that show will die. Yeah, he 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 wrote it with Dan Harmon, who also is kind of a piece of shit. So I think the recurring theme is people are shit. Yeah, some. That's sort of some, the premise of this movie, in a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all right. So let's talk about who's in it real quick. This is the first time I had seen her. Alicia Vikander is that you say her name? Sure. Uh, you got Domin Hall Gleason in here. Who else? Oscar Isaac, mm-hmm. the model that we just talked about, and I think that's and movement, it. Budding movie microscope legend Corey Johnson. Yeah, who's Corey Johnson play? The, the helicopter, helicopter pilot? Yeah. Wait, isn't that the same guy that was in? Elbow yeah, and all that? it is he him. Was in the fourth kind or something. 
It is him, and he was in um, Sound of Thunder. Is he, he they actually gave him a the, the small unrecognizable role in this. He got to he got to be in a good movie. He's in plenty of good movies. Like what? Sound of Thunder. <laughs> he he was in fucking Morbius. It's <laughs> a poor guy. So he's been in a good sh- chunk of our movies that we've done on the show. He was in Devs. Corey Johnson in this. I can't believe he's in here. That's his, I didn't even that's, recognize that's Alex- him. Garland's Greg Grunberg. Yeah, you're right. I mean, my man, he'll he'll every once in a while he'll throw he'll he'll throw in he'll be in like Jackie or something, a Captain Phillips. That's right. I just watched Captain Phillips. He showed up in there. He's actually pretty good in it. And so is our boy. What? Is it Chris Mulkey? Wait, is Chris Mulkey? I think Chris Mulkey is in uh, Captain Phil. He's got a big one coming out. Who? That girl. I can't Mark wait. That's, what's a, what's streaming platform is that showing up on Ether? <laughs> like shit, candid. Dang. Michael anyway. Keaton. On the on the floor, I know, man, but that's okay. He's got the Flash movie coming out. All right, so talk a little bit about the premise of this bad boy, Nick. Oscar Isaac portrays a reclusive tech cacrillionaire who recruits slash cons Domino Gleason's programmer into coming to his humble abode for a week to test a secret project he's been working on. And lo and behold, that project tends to be the sweet nectar of Alicia Vikander as an AI. And he is to take a Turing test of sorts to see if she passes as human. And she wins. <laughs> yeah, she definitely passes as human. One of them humans that kills everybody. In the 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 main character here, I guess, is his name's Caleb, played by Domo Gleason, right? And he plays a bit of a he's a coder at this at Blue Book, which mm-hmm. is Oscar Isaac's company. And yeah, like Nick said, he wins a contest at the beginning of the movie to spend a week. With his boss. Sounds like a nightmare, but his boss is, like Nick says, like kind of a this tech billionaire who is, he lives in a pretty amazing. An amazing san- house. Amazing, amazing, like, yeah, sanctuary house. And, you know, Caleb gets flown out there via helicopter and kind of dropped off. Which is a off. hotel in Norway in real life. Is it? I mean, dropped off in the middle of a field. Walks up to, looks like just kind of a one-story complex, and he gets a key card at the door, and he's able to go in, and he, and he meets Oscar Isaac, who is busy punching a bag. He's doing, he's, he's working out, and he's like, a, you know, he's kind of a tech bro, right? Caleb's all nervous, and he said, let's get, like, let's just get past the moment. It's weird that you're here with your boss. You're intimidated. I'm super cool. Let's just be two guys. He's trying to set the stage for, you know, that they're just going to be buds. Is that, is that his... Is he being genuine? Yeah, no, but still, at the same time, he's the one percent man. They're yes. they're different. They're built different. A little bit, yeah. So he makes them before anything gets kicked off here. He makes them sign an NDA, a non disclosure agreement. Nick, that's what it stands for. I'm gonna zoom in. Caleb hesitates a little bit, says he needs a lawyer, and then Oscar Isaac kind of bullies him into signing it. He's like, "All right, man, we could just sit here for a week and drink beers and just fuck around if you don't want to." see this incredible thing Play i pool. have i might have done it i might not have signed it and just say let's chill dude watch some movies you know together just hang out i talk his watch ear Ghost, off watch ghostbusters which gets referenced in this it does get it does get referenced <laughs> his log line for it's a little different than mine <laughs> his log line is a ghost gives dan Aykroyd oral sex he does that's how he describes it and you know this guy is this i come to find out zoom in oscar isaac is a little interested in, in sex He's ripping Dan Aykroyd for having a dream about you know getting blown by a ghost, but all he's doing is pile driving AIs all the time. You know? Yeah. Well, he's actually pile driving their physical forms. That's uh, he's not. You know, he's actually having it with a with a hard body. 
He is, but it's still his creation and weird, and I mean, it's not healthy. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'm not going to fault him for getting rough shot in there to raw dog in the robot. Cannot fault him for building and fucking. <laughs> well, I think the movie does faults him a little. I, no, I think it faults him for his abuse of his godlike existence, but. I think the film holds him accountable, you know, for nutting into a, a cyborg. I don't think they're they're having a problem with him rubbing a pound of it into there. I don't know the what are you talking about? What do you mean? Are you, are you quoting the script? <laughs> First of all, this house is astonishing. It is. It's incredible. I would love. I mean, it's. it's I want incredible. this house forever in my life. Right. It's built into a mountain or to the rock face, subterranean mostly. Yep. But where it's not subterranean. It's overlooking the cold Norway forest, and it's just, a, I guess you could say it's a mixture of like a Frank Lloyd Wright and brutalism. You know, it's like lots of glass, lots of rock, lots of steel. It's very cold and edgy. Very cold. You know, mm-hmm. and there was this really cool, do you notice the firewood, the row of firewood? I did, I think. It made me so happy. Like when he first walks in, there's like the sunken room, and along the far wall is just firewood, and it makes me want to just cuddle up with a coffee, light a fire, and just exist in that place. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's always a remoteness to I think Alex Garland's work, and obviously within this this kind of his home, this remote location, it does it feels remote within like it's very sparse like it's not there's not a lot of stuff in it the rooms aren't overly furnished like he'll have you know a few pictures on the wall or like he has a jackson paul a gigantic jackson jackson pollock painting but you know this is this is a lab really this whole estate is a lab and i guess a fuck house according to david caruso right speaking of remotes i think some people are going to use that remote later on in this movie (laughs) what do you mean to rewind and pause and Enjoy. I did forget how much nudity was in this. I would I, say yeah, that. I, me as well. Me as you well. saw it ten times. You still forgot. I honestly, I don't. I, I remember robot nudity, like I guess forensic nudity. I don't remember kind of lingering. I didn't remember frontal. it at all. Yeah, I didn't remember that at all. And maybe that's good. Like maybe that's the point. Is like it's because it's. I mean, obviously, it's not necessarily the focus. Um, but it doesn't shy from it. It doesn't. I do love the fact that this tech gazillionaire that Mister Isaac plays one of his recurring responses to everything is dude 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 it's so well, he, funny to see oscar isaac doing that his final lines too i, I wrote it down obviously okay. now that you know where it's a movie microscope episode you know that oscar isaac dies yeah so does uh I, and you call assume. you call ava a murderer she might not she's she's involved she's a part of the murder but she she lets a lot of people other you know other people do her work in some respects well uh, at the end of the movie she uh, frees uh, the other ai that's roaming around she the guy, i don't know if she reprograms or she does something and they they both stab oscar isaac so i, I imagine you know she deals the death blow my friend i think um, she expedites his impending death that's all and then she does trap caleb in a room and he can't get out and probably will starve to death but you know, that also is that she just doesn't give a shit about him. That's not really a murderer. That's just, he's nothing to her. Yeah. So let's just, let's rewind here. What do you think of the post-it note wall that Oscar Isaac I, has? That's the next note I have is wall of post-it notes. I love it so much. You would do it. I would do it, except I know what happens when they sit there too long. They start to fall. And then what What have you? Your your entire scheme is ruined. I would love to see, you know, I, you know, I would love to zoom in 
literally and see what they wrote on those bad boys because there was there was like a thousand post-it notes covering that wall It'd what do you think if it, if it was all fart jokes or whatever yeah i know that's what i'm saying i bet they had some fun with it but yeah so the the whole premise is oscar isaac is like you need to go talk this is he introduces um caleb to to ava the, the this the main ai of this film yeah go ahead and just get to know her and talk to her and you know this is like a test that i'm doing to see if basically if it can if she can trick you into thinking that that this ai is human but you know she's all she's all she has lots of exposed parts that are telling caleb that no she is a cyborg you know she has a face and she has some skin but for the most part what do you think of that design by the way love it i love the fact that the movie microscope had the balls to reveal she has a face i'm just trying to paint the picture and i think i'm doing a great job she's got feet and hands and a face very disappointed she had feet I know you don't, you don't like see him that. until the end, really, and then you see him, and I'm like, did did you have to? Could you not have just had more robot there? But the most part, she's like a bunch of mesh, like cha- she's got like chainmail on and some glowing very elegant, parts. very yeah. elegant, organic. What do you think whenever there? she moves her little, her neck around and they do that fun sound? I didn't catch it too much. Oh yeah, they do a little whirring sound when she kind of moves. Does you know some shirts sure, her neck? Her neck. Yeah, it's usually her neck or something. But yeah, she makes a little. Maybe it's not her neck. What do you think it is? Could be something else moving around. All right, huge zoom. Ava stands for another vagina again for Mr. Oscar Isaac's <laughs> character. <laughs> he goes into detail talking about how he's made a fuckhole for them. Like he he's created a he sexual does, place. He does say that he says that you know she feels pleasure. This is later though, because he says later as you know because caleb is getting to know this robot and getting comfortable there and and participating in this test later he says oh she fucks you know like that's he does say that yeah if 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 i had you bet you you bet she can fuck is his actual yeah that's what he says and you know i Uh, think to show that caleb is obviously very interested in that but also he gives him the chance to go oh gross you know he, he always is kind of pushing that away even though he seems to kind of want that. If I had written this film, that would have been the first. He would have shown Caleb the robot. And he says, you betcha she could feel pleasure, right? <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, this is Ava. <laughs> um, well, uh, one of the things that's happening, it happens early on, is in this facility, Dom Hall doesn't ha- or Caleb doesn't have complete access to the facility. He has a key card that gets him into some areas, but not all. And cool. then every once in a while, the premises or the the house goes on lockdown. It, the, everything goes red, and he can't get in. He can't get out of rooms or into rooms because they're having power cuts. That's right. And they he later realizes as he's talking to Ava that she's causing these. You're right. Um, I'm killing it. If you yeah. guys want to um, read about some of the sort of pretentious hidden gems about this movie there's plenty of them the allegorical stuff the names of the characters the usage of light all that stuff is pretentiously diagnosed for you if you by, choose to by us go. like we'll get into it right now i mean it's uh, obviously she has a, she has a sexual hole that works <laughs> i think we got that i mean obviously the adam and eve met uh, yeah we're not gonna get into because we don't understand i don't understand it i just know that he's got a uh oscar isaac there's a fourth character here his his uh he has a, a house Kyoko. Yeah, Kyoko has a house uh looks like it's she's kind of a servant and you know, makes sushi for them or cuts sushi and pours drinks for them and walks around slowly. So so sultry. Yes. And she doesn't speak English, Oscar Isaac says, so don't bother trying to t- communicate with her. And Caleb's like, all right, this is weird, but you know, hey, it's also I I won this contest, so I'm gonna make the best of it. Does he make the best of it? 
Yes. Yeah, he does for a while. Um, Actually, he kind of betrays Nathan rather quickly. He does. So when the power cuts off, Ava kind of says, don't trust Nathan. And it's not that he betrays Nathan, but he... I guess he does because when the power cuts off and the, the, ca- it's the cameras like go down, it looks like Ava says, don't trust Nathan. And he's like, he's like, okay. And then when Nathan later brings up the power cut, what did she say during that? He doesn't tell him. So that's what you're talking about. That he betrays him in that instance. Well, and, and then he, he's conspiring and he's, he's undermining him pretty quickly. And now granted, everybody's manipulating everybody in this movie. Mm-hmm. Really? So it's fine. It's just, it's very strange that your protagonist is sort of a, shit he becomes sort of a shit rather quickly in this i don't think he becomes a shit i think you our sympathies like you know we're, we're i think the movie you you sympathize with ava pretty quickly and so does caleb right and oscar isaac is he's charismatic but he's kind of an ass so i don't i don't think you, you can understand why he doesn't confide in oscar isaac he's still getting to know this ai and plus he's been asked to, to get to know the this 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 woman this fake woman it's a small betrayal i guess I don't think it makes him look like shit. It does. Um, he looks like shit. Anyway, so we come to find out that Caleb has no brothers or sisters. Both of his parents are dead. I think he. I think he tells us to Ava, and they died in a car wreck. And he was in the back seat. And the and guess what? That reminded me of Megan. Did it remind you of Megan? Megan. Yeah. Yeah, dog. Megan. Megan in this. What did you think of this line? Whenever Oscar Isaac asks, do you like Mozart? And he goes, I like Depeche Mode. That's what Caleb says. That's his band. Yeah, he looks like a little a little mopey preep. I think he's a little too young to like Depeche Mode, though. Even back then. This movie's about eight years old now. But Zoom it takes in? place in the future. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, when does it take place? What year? It doesn't say, but it's the future. Okay. Well, that's, that makes even less sense that he liked Depeche Mode then. Exactly. Still around, you by know. the way. I mean, I'm not surprised because they actually just they lost a member. I think Andy, one of their members, yeah, yeah. I think, just passed away. But they're still out. I think they're still. I think they have a new album out or something, or working on a new album. Come on now, you know, you like some Depeche Mode? No. People are people, so you know that one. Enjoy the silence. You know that one. I saw them. Of course you did. When I was a kid, man. Open. I guess who opened for them? Knights or Ebb or Knights or Ebb? Knights or Ebb. That's who opened for them. Of course they did. <laughs> so I'm at an outside show in Chicago. I don't mean to brag. Um, is the Jesus and Mary chain unavailable? I think it was during their Violator tour. Let's get this over with, Justin. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, and, you know, so like, uh, this is right when Kyoko spills wine, right? On They're eating sushi, spills a little bit of wine at Caleb's lap. Oscar, I, this is the first time you see Oscar Isaac lose his cool. He violently lashes out at the room. This this Kyoko, who you don't know is an AI yet, but you suspect, right? And he's like, she's an idiot. She's basically, what a moron. Are you okay? She spilled wine on your lap. You know, Caleb's trying to be nice about it. Did you suspect that she was an AI? Like the minute she showed up, you had to, right? There's, Absolutely. They act like when it's revealed later that she's an AI, like she reveals it herself, but come on. I don't, I don't mind. That's a great scene. It is cool. And she is Wait, something else. Are you being, oh, you're being... <laughs> I see. I see. Cause she what? Did she get naked in that scene or something? She's so naked in that yeah. scene. Is she super naked? Two hundred percent naked in that scene. She's naked. And by the way, when I say two percent, I ain't kidding. Cause she's naked, and mm-hmm. then she takes another layer of body off. She takes her skin parts of her skin off. That's right. The show. Yeah. Cause you know they got removable skin. These AIs. And they that's got the one I, thing. That's the one thing that that I don't buy. Like how easy it is to apply and take off. 
I love it. Uh, yeah, they can mix and match. It's is great. it magnetized? How does it stay? I'm, I'd be afraid of a windstorm or even a, <clears throat> a small breeze blowing my skin off were I them. What if you ever put the skin on, then you accidentally put another skin over the skin and go, oh, wait, I messed up. You know, oh, seems bad. to really go on pretty pretty nicely. What did it remind you of, like, sod? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. It reminded me of almost like a, what do you call that, like a color form. Meanwhile, Caleb is, he's talking to Ava, but when he goes back to his room, his, he has a TV in his room. It's a, has a, it's a closed circuit of Ava's living quarters, right? Which... Which are kind of spacious compared to like like she actually actually has like a window with a tree in it and she she can move around in there. She's got rooms. You know, Caleb's basically every time you see him, he's in a box. But he does have this little TV that remotes and he stays up kind of all night like watching her. He sleeps sometimes, but he likes to watch her do shit and sleep. He's kind of turned into a little bit of a creep, Nick. What do you think? Yeah, he's pulling a William Baldwin. Then Oscar Isaac's like, I want to show you something. He takes it. He takes Caleb into the lab, and you know, sure. and there's a bunch of just parts all around, mm-hmm. and a bunch of faces. And you know who it remind me of? Let's hear it. Zartan, baby, from GI oh, Joe. <laughs> you know how Zartan had those removable little faces? Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, and he and he and he, they get to play with the her brain, which is like not her brain, but like El- brains. Very elegant. Yeah, a little, it's like a little, uh, it was like a little sphere with little fun stuff in it, some gel in it. He calls it wetware. I love it. Calls it wetware. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. My favorite stuff is actually Oscar Isaac is amazing. And I he love is. his character so much. He's so good. Yeah. I wish he was the winner. I wish there was more of him in the movie. And in some ways, he does win. He kind of proves his point at a cost. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, he he shuffles off the mortal coil, but not before he gets to say, "I told myself so." You know what I'm saying? Like he he he's like, "Look what I made." He is very cocky in this, and there's a he keeps reappropriating some of the stuff that Caleb says into making him sound even more cool. Of course, and it's it's so much fun. It's it's fun, and it's also I think the movie was released at the right time because it's pre this shit really happening to us with, with these insane rich people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were insane and rich that when the movie was made, but they weren't as much in the forefront. His is nostalgic and kind of cute in a way, whereas they're scary as hell. I do love that it came out then so that it doesn't feel too much current events, just prescient and like a lot of the stuff in this is. Yeah. I mean, he's a, obviously when you have that much money, you turn in, obviously you turn into something quite weird. And he's no exception. And he says this great line to zoom in. Did you believe it? Sexuality is fun, man. That's what he says. That's what he says. My next Caleb. note. That's my next note. Exactly. It says backseat car accident. Megan, sensuality, sexuality. Shit, we're is on the fun, same man. wavelength. Wavelength. Um, what's your net? What's your next note say? I mean, I bet she can f. We already said my, that though. Guess what my next note says. That same thing. You bet she can fuck. And then, did you have this note? He calls Jackson Pollock the drip painter. Of course. I do. I didn't ever. I know. Like I, I know who Jackson Pollock is obviously. It's Ed Harris. And um, I know he's a, you know obviously a famous painter. I, did it, does, do people call him the drip painter, or is that a little bit of a slight? I want. I mean, I know that Peter North was called that. I don't know if. <laughs> I don't think so. How old is Peter North these days? He's pushing seventy or some shit. Like he's this, up there, right? Oh, he's up there for sure on the regular. <laughs> is he still he's out up. there doing it? Is he still shooting is it across the room? 
I don't know. Let's, is he still let's... a is he still a porno troubadour? I believe one of the first porno films I ever saw, like when I was a kid and I got sick to my stomach. This guy, this kid, this guy showed it to me and my friend in a hotel room. Old Petey North was in there. Early Peter North. Sixty five? retired is he retired he recently recently divorced unfortunately oh i got divorced all right well how's this covid been i wonder he got huge but, dick covid did you hear <laughs> covid in the dick <laughs> poor guy i don't think it was that it was huge i think it was that it was voluminous does he not have a big big peep he has I to right he was is known the for his, the, the distance of his ejaculate i thought that was a requirement you have to have a gigantic peep Oh God, Siri is trying to. What? I don't, it doesn't show. I can't see it. My Siri showing... says, "I don't." <laughs> I swear to God, I'm screen grabbing this. <laughs> I'm gonna put this. Will go. <laughs> Siri says, "I don't know what that means." If you like, <laughs> I can search the web for. <laughs> I think it was known for the distance of his ejaculate. <laughs> <laughs> I will not search the web. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Siri, get a little. Is Oscar Isaac in charge of Siri here? What's going on? Um, by the way, let's just just quickly just how how large is Peter North? How big is he? I'm not searching, but I'm going to guess it's probably above average. But yeah, we're not probably. talking. We're not talking. You know, Franklin Jella. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Fair enough. The best scene in the movie is what? Yeah. It's a it's dance a, scene. It is amazing. Yeah. I was. I thought you were going to say uh, Caleb shaving, but go ahead. You know, I know there was a big uh, meme or big animated gif sure thing. yeah oscar isaac dance it's during a scene where he's being exceptionally douchey he is and and there's a subplot in which okay so let's pull it back so caleb who is like many males smitten instantly with ava right and there's this sort of wonder because he's supposed to prove that she could think on her own but he's also skeptical that oscar isaac is is gaming him by making her seem attracted to him and he's falling for in a big way to the point where oscar isaac tears up a, a picture which makes caleb really angry that he would tear up something that ava has made yeah but so he, he kind of requested her remember he was requesting her you know draw pictures and stuff right yeah. so oscar isaac who is known to over drink in this movie as nathan he uh is confronted by caleb who says you tore up her picture and what and how does how does nathan respond to that he said i'm going to tear up the fucking dance floor is what he says <laughs> and it which is, is the, the it's best. incredible it's the best and this is like he kind of walks in on uh kyoto trying to kind of almost take her clothes off for caleb and caleb's like Get, trying to get her to rebutton her shirt. Remember, he's like, "No, I don't want this." Right. And so then that this, that leads to this weird dancing, which is also similar to how you know Megan had that weird meme dance thing too. Man, look at all the crossover. This film is science fiction, technically. Yeah, and never more so than when he says, "Please stop unbuttoning your shirt." <laughs> I did not realize this is like some. Kind, I didn't know you were so smitten. Not smitten necessarily, but you were you find this actress so beguiling. Yeah, Kyoko, she's she's the she's she's right. Yeah, so then they start dancing and it's incredible. Like it's a it's a great I forgot how long it was. Like it's a little bit longer than I, um, I thought we were done talking about Peter. <laughs> never. Never. Can't wait to Google some 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 Peter North memes tonight. Um <laughs> you said you got divorced, huh? I gotta tell you some stats on Peter North. Has he been married a lot? He has to have been married a lot, I imagine. He is Rob Zombie's height. He's 5'9". Excuse me? 5'10". Shit. He's also eight and a half long and two wide. (laughs) 
I thought I wanted to know. Now that I've heard it, I don't. Why did I? I don't want to know that. On my deathbed. I never thought of people measuring all of it, all the dick. I think, you know, you, you don't need the, you know, the Axis and the Allies, right? You just got to get the Allies taken care of. It's it's just it's just too much braggadocio if you're talking about the the Allies and the Axis, right? Yeah, you need one of those old, tape measures. Yeah, I yeah, guess big old squeezer shooting gobs of himself across the room, disgust. Squid and the whale in this bitch. But, yeah, so, I mean, what we're talking about here is, obviously, he is being gamed by Oscar Isaac, and he is being gamed by Ava. He is. I mean, it all comes out. Because what happens, like, this whole thing is he gets Oscar Isaac drunk, steals his key card, and he, like, does some tooling around the computer, kind of breaks into Oscar, or not breaks in, but lets himself into Oscar Isaac's room. He has, there's this montage of him looking at all this footage of Oscar Isaac putting together all all you know earlier versions of ai all women and he's kind of a, he's obviously abusing them they want to leave he won't let them and it and then caleb starts opening closets in isaac oscar isaac's room and there's all these like you know this discarded versions of earlier you know avas in there not not they don't look like her but they're other female forms it's a horror it's a ho- kind of a horror film at this point for you and and there's a great sh- scene where a woman is trying to get out and she's banging on the walls until her arms and stuff are disintegrated right yes that's what i'm talking about it's obviously he's awesome. been abusing <laughs> these women this is when kyoto reveals that she's ai to him and then he which i forgot which i think is neat he starts to wonder if he's an ai and he cuts into his he, he takes a you know razor and he cuts into his arm starts bleeding everywhere i forgot uh, about that part very good american accent i would yes. say that yeah, he has I, in this. Zoom in, son of Brennan Gleason. Zoom out. And Vikander as well. Also Brennan Gleason's son. What do you think of that blinged out skull that was there all of a sudden? I don't know. Oh, the oh, that's pretty great. Just just yeah. just sitting there. That one piece of art he's got like just sitting there. And he does it. One thing that I think is neat is when he Oscar Isaac comes to after, you know, Donald's been all around the facility as because Oscar Isaac passed out. Well, he wakes up and he's like, Where's my key card? He's looking for it. Dom Hall like puts it on the ground and, and scrapes the ground scrapes real quick, it. like he's picking it up. It's pretty cool. Like quick thinking on his part. Well, there's a there's a little running thing about magicians in this, which I love, which does seem like a little sleight of hand there, where Dom Hall Gleason basically says, "Are you trying to distract me like a magician would with the sexy assistant by having her be so pretty and so interested in me?" And sure enough, that's exactly what he does, and he admits it later on. But I think he gets a little bit of it back at him because he, he, yeah, he does his little the card scrape. I mean, that's what got the movie greenlit. The, card scrape, two, yeah. Eight twenty four is like, wait, you're gonna have a card scrape? All right, how much you need? Fifteen? Fifteen bills? <laughs> it was fifteen. Did you read that? Yep. But the budge was fifteen mil. We can zoom in and then zoom out or, and zoom in again what's oscar isaac the next day whenever the plan is to get him drunk again and then steal ava out of the facility get her out of there his plan is to not drink and so oscar is like i'm not drinking anymore what what uh what is his new diet that he's on i i, I remember it vaguely brown rice and mineral water pretty good i might have a little bit of that tomorrow myself gross the best part of the movie's coming up i think one of the best parts 
talking about naked naked is what no whenever they start they the oscar isaac finally reveals that like he's been watching when the power gets cut and they've been and it looks like the cameras are off and they've been talking They're conspiring yeah he and ava are conspiring oscar isaac says hey i i put a camera and he shows him basically like he's you know he shows him this that scene when he's ripping out the picture of the sound on so he's like kind of talking through the manipulation and then he goes around whenever ava's picking up the pictures and he sneaks like a little battery operated camera on the wall and he shows that to caleb in the footage and he keeps rewinding it it's and so then cute. fast forwarding it like it's a little dance mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the best that's the best that's the best part of the movie well, i mean it's great you don't like it no I, I do like i thought you were talking about some important set piece and you're like what he does a it's cute a little shimmy i think everybody either the two best parts the key key card scrape or the forward rewind forward rewind of the remote camera placement is that am i wrong yeah you're right so there, then, then everything feet, goes though, that's the worst part she's what she has feet <laughs> and she does dress remember she dresses she, she dresses bad she dresses up and on, like she puts yeah. on bad hair right and and weird frumpy clothes sort of kind of thing yeah but it's still Meanwhile, pretty Pioco impressive is wearing these cocktail dresses or these showing Look, off her ava's trying to project sweetness over here and kyoto is kyoko kyoko is right kyoto is a wasn't it a place in japan so kyoko she's controlled like she's not as free as ava she is she's she's like think muted she doesn't talk so he's controlling her speech and then he's she's just not she's it's not the same doesn't have the same freedom to think for herself that ava does exactly. so he's 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 dressing her. Because he's not just using her to serve sushi. Yes. He is. <laughs> he is climbing, on, climbing onto that form on the regular. There's a he scene is. where they, he does start to frolic with her in one scene, if I, remember, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he does. You've seen it ten times. I think you know. If you remember correctly, you've seen the movie ten times. Now I know I why. Would, now I, I know why you've seen it ten times. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> she good. How have I you missed, find out how how have you missed the show that she's a lead in? Like, how did you skip that one? I didn't know she was a lead in until I did the research. But also, the name bothered me and the fact that it, whenever a show only has one season, <clears throat> I ignore it. De- Devs? It's also got Kaylee Spaney in this. And it has uh, somebody else. Yeah, a bunch of people. You had me at Corey Johnson. Alex Garden loves using that guy. He plays Dr. Goodman in that show. Go how ahead. does he distribute the heat around these bodies of these AIs? I'm just about? asking for like a computer-related reason, like to keep the circuitry at a temperature that's even keel. But how does he move the heat around uh, to keep everything heated? What are you talking about? <laughs> when it needs to, you know, like when he's kissing Kyoko, does does the heat redistribute to her lip? What are you? Oh my god, Uncle! If he, okay, if he, if he's going through the trouble, he's letting the ro- the robots have their cookies too. Right. If he's going through the, the trouble to give an orgasm to a robot, like for the robot to lose their shit, how is he moving the heat around that body? I want to know. It, is it's he funny because these are the exact he, questions that I think Garland wants you to be asking when you watch this film. Not how horrifying this stuff is, and how self-serving and disgusting it is, but how does he move the heat around in there? <laughs> it's a it's a legitimate question, and I'm I know that there is concept art of it somewhere. This by is the way, so concept art, and, concept art done by the guy who did the art for the losers and degrading towards women and just just sexist and horrible. But how's it? How's the heat move? There's not. A, there's no women in this movie. I mean, there is and isn't. There is actually where 
Well, I mean, that's the thing is he they they are definitely uh, women. He made them into sexual beings, right? I don't. I mean, yeah, they're 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 definitely robots, but I think that was also um, Garland's intention to f with you and then make you ask those weird questions. I mean, Justin, let's not act as if if R2-D2 didn't have a hole, I would not want to be inside R2-D2. He does. The action figure does. And I'm wondering, George, how does the heat get distributed amongst R2-D2? So I'm glad you're worried about Oscar Isaac. Don't want him to be too cold in there. I just don't. He's an eccentric a billionaire, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. He did not leave a stone unturned, you know? And I love I love the idea that at some point he has to involve other people in this. He can't do all the work himself. At some point, and he makes a joke about killing the guys that built his facility. Yeah, it's not a joke, probably. It seems like it might be true. He says like a joke, but he's kind of a shrewd dude. Maybe has no morals, so there's a chance those guys aren't alive. I'll just say that. Well, he, it's certainly a possibility, but I, what I'm saying is, is that... Mm-hmm. At some point, there were technicians that he had who were right. responsible in, you know, laying down the heat sinks for the for their orifice. At some point, he had to have it. This is like if Tony Stark was a horn dog. This is what his his empire would have become, don't you think? I don't know. He he did have the hots for pepper pots. You don't yeah. think he was a little bit of a horn horn? He is horny. We talking about with, what's her face in the, in the second film? Yeah. What's her name? The girl with the great name? Or maybe it was in the first film. She was played the reporter. You, you, you can't cheat. I know you're talking about, yeah. You can't cheat. You can't look. Well, I can't. I'm not going to be able to come up with it otherwise. Oh, I will. All right, go. I'll give you, I'll give you Laura, a minute. Uh, you have to give me the initials. LB. Leslie Bibb. Yep. Nice. That's a great name, by the way. I love it. And she's a great She's a great comedic actress, old Leslie Bibb. I wonder if she's and still she, out there. She's a, her family is, like, she is a like, billionaire. Does have to work yeah. a fucking day in her life. Heir to the overalls fortune? No, just a huge lettuce magnate. Lettuce <laughs> champion. She has so much leafy for her head. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Do we do a Leslie Bibb yet? I don't know if we have done one that she's in. She's she's she in always working. No, she's not in the crawl. No, that's right. That was an alligator. <laughs> she's in the, your favorite movie, Tag. The assassination game. Nope, the Jeremy Renner. Hopefully he's he's mending well. I hope so. He said he broke th- over 30 bones. Oof, hello. Well, his chest was crushed in. Yeah, they said he... I mean, there's been rumors that he might not walk any, you know, again. Who knows, though? He's in bad shape. Hopefully he's... I do hope he will mend, though. He's he's handling it, as at least on the, on the outside, very well. He is, he's doing yeah. He's doing some pretty inspirational stuff to his fans and whatnot. And so this movie starts to wrap up because they, there's this big controversial... Con- confrontation scene where Oscar is like, I've been listening in. I know that you're going to try to bust her out. By the way, the test was about you, you idiot. I wanted to see if Ava could manipulate her and manipulate you to help her escape because that she did, that's all that's her one goal is to escape this place she was able to do it and then he's laughing about it but then old caleb put, pulled a rope a dope on him and said i did some computer twinkling when you were, were actually were drunk and this and and she's now free like the, the the thing locks down and she's free and he's like oh shit that's not good for us you don't understand brother that's actually probably bad for us <laughs> so what so what happens he punches the living shit out of Dominic gleason he gets real mad, punches him. He's out. He gets knocked out. And yep. then he goes out into the hallway with a, the, a barbell, a small barbell. But we, we takes off the, the weights and he just, he uses, he has the, yeah, the hand, the, the whatever, the, the handle, whatever yeah. the fuck, yeah. 
And, and there's two chicks in the hallway looking determined. One has a knife. He doesn't see that. And one and has Ava, super hotness. And Ava starts to run towards him and kind of tackles him. But he's able to kind of you know overcome that. Like he, She doesn't have super strength or anything. And so he gets out of her grasp. And he knocks her arm off with his little weapon. His he's forearm. About, Your forearm, her, for sure. And he's about to do it again. But what happens? Gently stuck in the back by a knife held by the cutest thing. <laughs> and it looks... Horrible. Someone put it on our Instagram that has some of the worst, like that's some of the, maybe the worst knife inserts in a movie. And he might be right. It's, it's very smooth and quiet and oh, it's, it matter is horrible. of fact, it's not it's a, straight into the back. Like it is, oof, goes in like butter. Ah, it's like J- Jeremy Davies in Private Ryan. Oh yeah. He's good he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. And doesn't enjoy it, and he's stumbling around bleeding. But he's okay. He still gets he still gets some hits in. He knocks um, Kyoko's, Kyoko's jaw. jaw off, and she dies from it. She doesn't like it. She gets she definitely is down for the count. And then what happens? Jaw's off, but still pretty great. Pretty. And then great. what happens to old Oscar? Eyes? He lives, right? He like walks out of there, and he's like kind of clicking his heels together, jumps on the helicopter, and goes. Or <laughs> no, his uh, his creation, his Deus Ex. Mm-hmm. She mechanism. Yeah, stabs him in the tummy. Well, she first pulls the knife out of his back, which that doesn't feel good. Then she reinserts it in his front. Very gently. Into his heart. Very matter-of-factly. That's not going to... And so he walks around saying okay over and over again. And then he says fucking unreal. That's his last words. Yeah. love. She stabs him. He's bleeding through his white shirt. And she... Then she's definitely... Moving on to the second part of her plan, slightly disappointed that her compatriot is jawless on the floor, but not it's not a deal breaker. She runs some, some diagnostics, gets everything ready for the helicopter, and abandons Well, Caleb. so what she does first, though, is and since she's not like Kyoko, oh, she yeah. doesn't have oh, her yeah. whole form, she goes into the closets and she starts stripping skin off these other discarded AIs and kind of putting her skin. Uh, her, her her body on right she and she re, she actually attaches a new arm to herself and uh she gets it she gets it right right she starts she puts some hair on meanwhile old uh caleb's looking on like in wonder mm-hmm. yeah he could have been using this time to get the hell out of dodge but he doesn't and then he gets trapped in a room that poor but, character but what does he get to watch her leaving she goes super nude oh that's right she does go nude she yeah. goes 20 nude and then puts on Beautiful hair and, and a nice little uh, outfit and skedaddles. Yeah, she put on ass skin because they show her big old. Well, I'm about, sorry, show her. I'm Hanks' character from Big. <laughs> how did you remember? How did you remember? How did you remember his name was Josh Baskin? That's his name. Um, of course it is. But yeah, he. She puts on everything, and then she puts on some clothes, leaves the facility. And I, what I do like that she he's trapped, and she never even looks at him. Like she didn't look back at all. She did not care about old Caleb. Well, and he's in a soundproof room. Well, the scene when the elevator's closing, she sort of glances that way. Not really, though. I mean, she doesn't. She doesn't give a shit. You know, she never cared. And why would you? He's a. He's kind of a. Although. Some great dialogue between he and Oscar Isaac, and and it's intellectual. It's it's mm-hmm. not bad. In, it's not like. Wachowski, boring intellectual. There's some interesting discussions between those two guys, and yeah, he does I mean, this, acquit himself rather well. This is a heady movie, and I think we've done a good job of dissecting its themes. 
<laughs> I think we killed it. No, there's definitely, like Nick said, you can go and people are have video essays on this bad boy. Yeah. And Nick and I, it. Nick is just going to talk about how hot Kyogo is all the time. In my defense, I'm not going to talk a service. about... I'm not just going to talk about how hot she is. I'm going right. to talk about how does the heat get distributed. <laughs> that is the question. That was a tagline of this film, right? <laughs> Actually, I rewatched the trailer, and they sell it as an action thriller kind of thing, which is a huge mistake in the marketing for this film. Well, it did make money, though. It did pretty well. Okay. But... It should have been marketed as what it is, which is a really great. They don't make them like this classic. Yeah. I guess you'd say hard sci-fi movie, maybe. Yeah, at Garland when, at when is unique, man. Garland yeah. is a unique, unique writer director. Like he, there's no one like him, and he's just doing very interesting work right now. I, like, I, like I said, I didn't see men, and he does have a movie shot here. Did you know that coming out called Civil War? You did know that because you had you told me about that. I think before it started shooting, didn't you? Or am I wrong? I think so, but I don't remember anything about it. Oh, maybe it wasn't you. I know who it was. Um, I think we were there together when we talked about it. But anyway, that's that's coming out with uh, Kirsten Kirsten Dunst is in that, and Corey Johnson. You know who's going to be in there. It's got to be. Uh, but well, you're, this, you're that selling one, me on this. You're really selling. You're, me on uh, this uh, actress is going to be in it too. I'm there. We killed it. I mean, obviously, you know, she gets on the helicopter. She goes to uh, the big city. She has an upside down shadow. The end. <laughs> And, um, yeah, I mean, this is where she she had expressed that if she ever got free, she was going to go watch traffic. And uh, Caleb was like, you mean the Soderbergh film? She's like, no, I'm going to go to a actual. The actress, Sonoya Mizuno, is in that movie, as is Kaylee Spaney, just so you know. Yeah, well, she was in, that was like I said, yeah. Oh, yeah. and the guy from uh, the first season of Narcos who played Pablo Escobar, and I just heard him do a voiceover and something, and it was awesome. Was it? I saw a clip from your Puss in Boots movie, and his voice was awesome. As Death. Oh, as him? Yeah, he was great in it. That movie's good. I didn't realize yeah. that they're doing another 28, 28 months I mean, later with Kelly Murphy. They're they're doing it, or they're just they're thinking about it? I think they're doing it. Speaking of. What? Speaking of Peter North type. <laughs> PP, you know what I'm saying? It's Peter South. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Killing It's Cold in Here Murphy? Is that what you... This is a great, legitimately great movie mm-hmm. with Kyoko in it. Yes. And I love the fact that they put this... So the movie ends with this AI out in the wild, but she's not super-powered. Nope. She doesn't have the... I don't. As far as I know, she can't just plug into the universe and, and route nuclear missiles or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I love that. that you know, she, obviously, she's a threat in some way or another, but not in the same way that movies like this tend to make them it may right. just be that she's on her own self-discovery at this point you know which is better than if she's going to go out and destroy the world and, and all that she kicked caleb's ass she kicked nathan's ass now she's going to have some me time you know she is having some me time she calls i think at the last act she calls nine one one and gets uh someone said someone said that like she turned i was reading something on wikipedia or not wikipedia something on the internet and they were like she, she turns Right before it ends, and they're like, she's turning back to go back to release Caleb or something. I was like, I don't think so. You know, no. she's gonna get Corey Johnson. She's like, I forgot something. It's not a done deal that Caleb's gonna die. I mean, I guess that someone could come visit and try Caleb. to see if something's wrong with Caleb. Old... If he's trapped in that room, mm-hmm. he done. If he's trapped in the facility, he's got some options. I'm just saying that maybe they'll come check on the the guy that's worth trillions, and then they'll find him dead. And then Caleb just has to poop and pee real bad. He does. He's not. He's not gone in the corner yet. Maybe that's his fate. And they're like, you know? 
we have some we have some questions because mm -hmm. we did a quick perusal of this chamber here and we noticed a bunch of weird things you know like ha like naked headless we found a pile of weird skin you know we found a jawless creep and then we we found this program uh about how to channel the sexual heat around the body like, what the living it's a good they're doing good cop bad cop with caleb in the box they're like how did he distribute the heat tell me a good cop comes in it's like we don't care about that truly we don't that's fine if you don't have to tell us you know what you but if you could guess like how does he distribute the heat that'd be good and the bad cop's like enough throws a chair at caleb tell us yeah, yeah. it could be good nick could be your okay. sequel don't get me excited all right so we nailed it. We watched those credits, though, and some names popped up, I'm guessing. You see anything interesting in there, sir? I got a bunch of names here. I, I actually forgot to grab them at first. I had to go back and dip my dip my eyes into those credits. Give me an and initial. All right, I'm going to get I'm gonna give a little SL. SL showed up in, in the credits. I was happy to see her. I did not catch it. Sally Lowe? Sally Lowe? Yeah, you didn't see her? I did not. She's on this picture. And and her her like her name on the cards is slow, so that's pretty great. Yeah, there you go. Did you see GS? I didn't. You didn't see Gregory Shimp? I didn't see Gregory Shimp. I did see one of my good friends is on this one. DB. I couldn't believe you. He, he didn't tell me he worked on this one. Oh, Dan Bud. Dan Bud in here. Yeah, two D's. <laughs> two D's. Or three D's actually. Oh wow, him and Peter North, huh? Um, ES. You talking about Elliot Speed? I'm so talking about Elliot. Yeah, he, he he jumped into an action franchise after this, <laughs> but uh, one guy that's refused to leave after the after the movie was over. Did you hear about this guy? Ooh. RS RS. He forgot to leave. He wouldn't leave the area. I don't know who you're talking about. Eventually, police removed him. Richard Stay. <laughs> I couldn't. Speaking Dick of Stay. Speaking of Peter North, Dick Stay. No, go ahead. Speaking Sorry. of Peter North, did you see LM when you were searching the credits? I, I missed LM. You didn't see Luke Moorcock? <laughs> no. But I did see the, the woman that uh, ran the charity. They did a couple of nice charity drives on the weekend. Josie Pledge. Did you see her? <laughs> no. Did you see, uh, I mean, one of the big Kristen Bell directives? Uh, good old DC. DC, I don't, I don't have. You didn't see Dax Chu? <laughs> Christabel Directive. <laughs> My favorite was CC. I don't know it. Chaz Cash. Oh, that's sexy. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool, actually. I'll have one more. KS. KS? I don't have. Nut Slinning. K N U T Slinning. <laughs> well, that's you can like say that again. Not slinning in here. Who knew? So look, man, you're at the tattoo parlor getting some put on your body from X Mac and what you're doing. I mean, I'm getting Caleb and Ava holding hands, and underneath Caleb and Ava together because I shipped those two. And then she has got a speech bubble coming out of her AI mouth that says, "I'm glad I went back." Oh, and sprung him from and sprung him from the the room tomb. It's the love conquers all version. What do you think? You like that? I just, I'm thinking positive here. That's sweet. What about your tattoo? I have a freeze frame of that beautiful dance number on my shoulder blade mm -hmm. of uh, Nathan and Kyoko in mid, like, Travolta or whatever. Yeah. And it says underneath double homicide. 
Yeah, like yeah, we both have captions on ours. It's good. <laughs> Look, movie credits have rolled. Movie's over, but lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end, man. What you got? Mine is going to be like it's it's not going to sound too exciting, but it's going to have like kind of creepingly o- ominous music as it zooms in on a document, and you soon realize it's this the NDA that Caleb signed at the start of the film, and the camera keeps zooming in and you know going into the fine print, and like right above his like signature in real small print it zooms in it says you will get super owned and end up locked in a room starving to death while one of the AI, AIs runs around earth free as a goddamn bird while I lay next to a jawless robot dead <laughs> and then it, then it just then it goes to a signature right under that so I guess he should have got a lawyer he you should know, have gotten a lawyer yeah yeah and, and maybe weird. Isaac should have gotten a lawyer too to go over it well, I mean, he, he did have a plan. I would not want to die because then I wouldn't be able to live in that badass house. I know. That is a great house. Complex. What do you call it? House. He's always yeah. punching things. All that, yeah. So my stinger is Caleb is in that room, banging on the wall, desperately trying to figure out a way. He's like, oh, duh. I got to start a fire. It's like emergency shit will kick in. Right. And he solves it. He's, he, he builds a fire. The fire, the, the sprinklers go off haywire. And fills the room with water where he drowns. <laughs> he is floating dead, and his eyes are pressing against the glass, floating dead. Oh no! Yeah, like like a character Ben Gardner. He's fucked. He drowns. He drowns as fuck in this movie. Did he die? <laughs> <laughs> Money has crossed escrow's net. Yeah, and you've been given the financing to have your own sequel to Ex Machina. How you spending oh, all the coins and that hard earned? That's such a. Mine's pretty great. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Ava is now a functioning part of society, sort of. Mm-hmm. She's gotten like the human interaction stuff down, but she's she's having difficulty staying interested and engaged. You know, she'll jump between sexual partners. You know, like a like a a baker, but he can, he makes food she can't eat. You know. She gets a musician. She starts date, dating and handling. And he makes music that doesn't kind of sync with her inner, inner metronome, you know? Mm-hmm. She fucks a coin-op Galaga machine with a rusty joystick. Nothing's working. Right. She starts to really understand the human condition. It's monotonous. It's not exciting. There's moments, fleeting moments of joy, followed by doldrums and self-doubt. So she starts a podcast. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. It's a horror film. <laughs> My sequel is immediately picked up. It was immediately picked up by the Flesh Fair people. <laughs> Brendan Gleeson, playing the same character, grabs her and um, basically takes her to the first Flesh Flare. This is like a prequel to AI, right? Okay. What do you think? Have you and seen it, my I, son? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> It's the stupidest, but yeah. So that's it. You know, like it's it's the first the first it's a flesh fair origin story. Are you throwing shade at me now? No, it's a good. What do you mean? Why? Oh yeah, it's same thing. (laughs) It was it's a dumb joke. But yeah, that would be it. What do you think? I love it. it. I love the fact that you brought the flesh fair into it because I didn't think about that. That'd be great if that she got swept up in that. Yeah, Yeah, AI's own flesh fair pouring shit onto her burning body. So cute. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could have it instead of the ministry, you could have Depeche Mode play it. I don't know. Just spitballing. You've been given the money to have your own business associated with. 
ex machina. Right. What you doing with the coins? I mean, I'm making a fast food restaurant called McDonald's. I'm just, it's just going to basically be McDonald's, but McDonald's and everything that, you know, what is, they have the Big Mac there, it'd be the Big Mac. Mm -hmm. Chicken McNuggets. (laughs) Made my stupid own thing laugh. McRib. I don't know, quarter pounder with like the pound sign, like the, you know, like the hashtag. Mm-hmm. With keys, I'm just I'm just trying to get it computer oriented. I mean, here. Isaac was a hind quarter pounder at some point in this movie. I'm sure. Jesus, <laughs> you know, um, Mac Griddle. I just egg, like egg it's Mac so muffin. easy. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah egg McMuffin. Yeah, and you know, I, that's it. That's all I'm doing because I. Th- that's all you need, right? When you go to, a, I'd go to a cyber themed fast food restaurant that barely what? tried. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It could just be a tie into McDonald's. They could just change it to celebrate this movie and then just have a bunch of, I okay, we could throw Kyoko in there. I guess she could be the spokesperson to make you happy. You get like sponsorships with big computer companies and shit like that. Yeah. Order an HP meal. Get like a, <laughs> that's pretty good. How about you? By the way, mm-hmm. Kyoko did not have a grim ass. <laughs> All right. So I have a snack, and it's in bags, and there's original, there's nacho cheese, sour cream and onion, of course, salt and Mm. vinegar, barbecue, and it's called Skins. And it's just AI meat, like little flayed AI meats seasoned. Skins. But it's S-K-Y-N-S, and we got sued by a condom company, too, which is what's unfortunate, but it's... It's the shit, man. Unlimited supply, biodegradable. No, nobody was hurt. Tastes great. Better for you than a Dorito. It's fantastic. I kind of like this idea. I'd eat it. You could either eat it or give it. Would they? Is it still wearable for the poor AI? It's, it has that texture, so maybe. Yeah. And maybe you could build a quilt, like a Frankenstein quilted version, if you order enough bags. That facility was kind of a cool ranch, if you think about it. <laughs> Look, you're in the movie. You've been added to running time of X Mac, and what shape would your performance take? I'll be the one dude AI that Oscar Isaac made. What do you think? Okay. And I'm like dad. I'm like a dad. I'm dadded out. Sixty. You've know, got like the what, what's a dad? What's a good dad outfit? Jeans, Oxford jeans, and khakis, New Balance shoes. New Balance shoes. And then I'm just like every time he uh, he beds an AI, I'm always like, brother, nice one. You know, I give him like I just get the encouragement. You know. Something like that. Uh, that's he programmed pro- programmed me to be like to encourage him and say what he's doing is good. But guess what? What? I don't think it's good. You're judging him. Of course, I start to become aware. I don't like it, and I say I don't think you should. And then he just sp- splits me in half with a chainsaw. <laughs> I'm similar. I'm a um, a floating ball of uh, like a globe covered in penises. My name's Rex Caput, by the way. That's what he named me. Go ahead. Your floating ball of penises. I got it. His first attempt at a male sex doll kind of thing. It's just a, a thousand penises on a ball that float around the chamber. And it's strange, like a beholder, you know? Sure. Yeah, it sounds bit. strange. Yeah. yeah. hundred penises. And what I keep doing is I want more penises. So I'll, I'll bump it to a corner of a wall and knock a dick off and then beg for repairs, and then he'll add two dicks. And I will aggregate dicks onto my body. Until I'm just completely dicked. Mm-hmm. Just like a dick sphere that's just killing it. It gets to the point where he knows that it's just too much. Who knows? Nathan. He's like, this uh, not is the, simply... Not the dick AI itself? 
Dick guy himself is is accumulating just accumulating dicks, too much. but also just yeah. completely thrilled with his life. You know, he's he's maintains a three and a half foot high cruising altitude. <laughs> loves that about it. He loves the fact that every once in a while he'll get to aggregate a dick on himself. There's nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. There's, he gets along with all the ladies because they know that he's harmless. Um, Doesn't sound harmless. He does see the ladies. He does get aroused, and it does cause trouble. You know, it's like a sea urchin ain't good. But is it my, is it my dad? My dad it out AI's job to hit that thing with a broom every once in a while. It sounds like something <laughs> I might be tasked with. I don't know, but ultimately uh, he has to. Nathan has to destroy the penis sphere. Oh man! You know, he, 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 Yeah, he pushes me gently into a fireplace, and I just go. Yeah, and then that's that's why in Norway, like one of the drinking toasts, is smells like burning dicks in here. Look. You have uh, been incorporating a piece of AI. I mean, of, thanks for uh, giving us. Thanks for giving that character's entire arc to us. By the way, from birth to girth to death, <laughs> leave no dick unturned in that story. We heard everything. Before we move on, do you want to add anything to it? He does have Morph <laughs> suspenders as his only outfit. <laughs> Don't make him cute. <laughs> You're making me like them. <laughs> you have to incorporate something from uh, X Machina into your everyday life. A mantra, a, a screed, a ritual. What would you do? Oh, man, that's a good question. And thanks for asking it. What would I do? I'm going to learn a little bit from Nathan. Yeah? I am going to uh, go to uh, the, L- the ER burn unit. I'm going to go to trauma clinics. I'm going to go to funeral homes. And I'm going to go up to the people who are at the lowest of the low in their lives they've just been through a horrible situation sure and i'll and i'll go dude I'll sit next to him go dude and i think it'll it'll heal it'll help heal the world entire one grieving burn victim at a time like what when do you think you felt like you really had the will to fight this and come back he's like well this mm-hmm. stranger came up to me and sat down next to me and put his arm around my 15 degree burns and said dude and then once I recovered from passing out from the pain, it really sunk in. Interesting. I'm going to follow. I'm going to just, when the people aren't looking, I'm going to take stuff from them and then pretend that they dropped it by loudly picking it up off the ground. Yeah, you know, like pretending it fell and then just loudly, you know, scraping on the ground, you drop this. So if it's like keys, a phone, you know, something like that, like a, a book. Mm-hmm. What are other things people might have on the person that drop? Lipstick? Child? And then people were like, why do you guys scrape it when you pick it up off the floor? You know, like, what's going on? Why do you have to damage it as you pick? Can you just pick it up? And I'll always be loudly scraping in the items to make sure that they know I'm helping. Ex Machina won the Oscar for sound design thanks to that scene. Did, did, they, did they actually win? Because they did win some Oscars, I think. They won visual effects. Lowest grossing film yeah. ever to win that award, apparently. Yeah. And, and it beat out Star Wars, which Zoom In also stars two of the leads. It beat out Mad Max. Oops. Two of the leads? It does. You're right. They're both in effing the same year in, uh, in Force Awakens. Interesting. I didn't. I couldn't zoom in that hard. Thanks for zooming in. They're in Last Jedi as well. If you want to really go hard, I do. Look, you have been stranded on this island for all these thousands of many days and years, and you've been mm-hmm. tasked with bringing something from Ex Machina. What you bring to that sweet hellhole that adds to that debris pile you got accumulating? Do you even need to go on this? I mean, do do we already know your answer? I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, 
I'm not going to say that there is not a Kyoko-shaped distribution vessel lying there instantly opened, you know, like a case that's Kyoko-shaped that's been opened and uh, discarded. I'm not going to say that I don't have that shell of the containment device that would deliver a Kyoko. I'm not saying that that would be on my beach quickly discarded. She has a case? Uh, yeah, it's like a guitar case, but it's Kyoko-shaped. Um, that's just my assumption. Yes. I mean, is that what you, you were going? Is that I would I'm just, her- I mean, I'm just, I'm just kind of thinking ahead to what you're going to say. That's I'm assuming presumptuous. things. Presumptuous. So, it's presumptuous. Okay, so I'll go first, I guess, because I don't have a good one. I was thinking, remember I mentioned that blinged-out skull mm-hmm. with, like, the blue? I think I'd, I'd bring that. Kind of the bedazzled skull to my island. And then as a warning... To, I'll, I'll post like a I'll post that on a pedestal. Put it on a pedestal with a sign that says, "Look what happens if you come if you trespass." I bedaz- I bedazzle your skull. What do you think? It's a little it's bit of like a security system. I, I think it would work. You know, not but you know maybe some people would be intrigued. I don't mind if I'm going to die. I'll take the shot. This guy's going to do wonders with my my skeleton. Well, there's never been anything in film history with a crystal skull that's gone poorly. What about you? What would you take? I mean, I have got, I've already inserted a lit light bulb into Kyoko's mouth. Should she need a heat boost? I have, wow. I've ripped a lampshade off that light. Like as soon as I knew that the rival was there, you know, mm. and I am heating her up. For I hope you're a, nice to her. I hope you treat her well. I love Kyoko. I would treat her very well. I would actually enjoy uh-huh. going to, well, she's excellent at making sushi, right? Uh-huh. And you're on the beach. You're, you're at the sea. So there's an unlimited supply of fish, right? I have plenty of sharp objects, plenty of tools that could be used to slice and dice. So I would think that there would be a very nice, pleasant sushi experience that would be bound to be had on the regular. Plenty of things. I would not, I would not treat Kyoko like Nathan did. So you could be you could rest assured she's in good hands. He had turned her all her function to like completely subordinate, and then. Alicia Vikander woke her up, and I don't know if reprogrammed or at least turned off the this the kind of elements that have impe- impeded her, you know, stopped her from doing things. Are you going to switch the, uh, the the off switch back on? Basically, no, no. I'll let her maintain her sentience because I throw her a bone immediately. What does that mean? Oh my God, please, please don't. What? <laughs> let me rephrase. <laughs> Our first interchange. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is very quick, oh, you know. I I say, look, I am sorry about your jaw. Uh huh. You're mouthless. You know, the bottom of your entire bottom of your of your head is a sad goner. Yes. And so, I mean, sorry, Georgie. Sorry, buddy. Oh man, Georgie. Georgie's jaw is getting quickly sewn onto that chassis. Oh well, it's gotten dark. Gotten way dark. What? Yeah, they're quick surgery. Georgie's jaw on Kyoko, and I'm gonna tell you, it works. No, <laughs> it, no, it works. It works, Nick. But it works. No.
Yeah.